DJPK is brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision to Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time to welcome in the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler, good morning. DJPK, how are you? Good. I'm curious, Bowler. Warriors or Grizzlies? Who do the Jazz want? Who do you think the Jazz want? Or do you care? Do you think the Jazz are better in both these teams? And let's just get to Sunday night and get to game one and get on, get on with it. I'm a combination of, of both. But look, Steph Curry is playing at an extremely high level right now. And the team, the Warriors fuel off of his play. I was impressed. They blew a 13-point lead, right? And LeBron hits a 30-footer, which I just sit back and go, wow. You know, a couple of MVPs, Hall of Famers to be. They had quite a, you know, they put on a show, first half, second half. Um, Curry's, Curry's shots are sometimes just spectacular. They never move net, by the way. Um, look, I don't know if, a, if, you know, I don't know what you guys think. I don't know if one guy can beat a team in seven in a seven-game series, but if there's a couple, I can think of, you know, LeBron or uh, or Steph Curry being one of those. You know, look, I, I think John ja Morant's a, a young, you know, young talent. They're more inexperienced. So on that note, I would say, yeah, Memphis would be uh, an easier uh, way. Could be totally wrong because, again, playoffs take, you know, levels, uh, players' games to different levels. But, um, you know what, I think if you talk to Quinn, he just said, let's go play. It's time. You're going to have to go through, I think, an incredible run uh, to get to the Western conference championship anyway so you might as well you know get get it up and go um curry's incredible they beat us not more than what two and a half weeks ago uh with some of his spectacular play but uh, i would think leaning uh to the memphis side would maybe an easier path to round two only thing my curiosity is is what is Donovan Mitchell going to do and what is his availability going to be with availability number one being the foremost thing on my mind. you have any insight? BK, it's on mine as well. And all of Jazz Nation, no, very quiet. Uh, you know, protection of a player, which is nothing new uh, in the way that Jazz handle uh, players and injuries. You know, I would assume, and look, I'm just throwing this out here, I'm guessing. Um, the update, if it's still on schedule, should be tomorrow. Um, so I'm guessing a word will come out. But so far, we haven't, you know, in the old days, speaking of old days, a year and a half ago, you know, shoot around practice would give us much more insight on how active he's been. But I don't know. Uh, it's been, you know, totally uh, quiet. And that's about all I know. I'm assuming with Conley back, Donovan will be back, and the guard line will be as is. Uh, two all-stars running the show back there. But um, the severity of the injury, we all saw it, and it wasn't fun. LeBron had a high ankle sprain, and it took him 20, what, six games? What was it, Pete? You guys, it was close. Donovan misses, has missed, you know, over a month. But luckily, he's had an extra six days uh, that he can heal up and practice and maybe get back in the, into the – system or the flow again uh, with his teammates. Um, but still, game time or game situations are not, is not, nothing like what we know. Practice time is one thing. Game time is a totally different thing, PK. 
but I'm assuming he'll be ready. I'm assuming he'll be ready to go. So if you get past the health question, it's hard to do it because that's the big question. But if you get past that, what questions do you have, not just for any one opponent, but just the Jazz in the postseason big picture? Well, um, I've said this, and I'll stay with it. I think the Jazz, obviously, offense becomes magical when they pass the ball and it's crisp and on target. When things get a little sloppy or forced in a short shot clock, the turnover occurs, and then you see uh, the ability to run it right down the floor to the rim. Um, I think the Jazz turnovers sometimes are more costly than others, and also the inability at times to have an offensive rebound off a missed three, which allows guards uh, on opponents. That ball jumps deep off the rim back to almost midcourt at times, and that allows a pretty easy uh, bucket in transition. So those are a couple things that just jump out. Look, defensively, the Jazz, I still think with Rudy and the way they rotate, are solid favors, uh, tries to just keep that lead or keep things even while while Gobert gets his rest. Teams do attack the paint more. We all know that with Rudy off the floor, so it shows his value. Um, but, I, you know, I think those are a couple things that jump out at me. I really do. Look, they're going to try to force a ball out of the hands of Mike or Donovan or both. Uh, teams will defend the three-point line and, and, you know, make the Jazz uncomfortable. So maybe to see bogey, uh, you know, continue some inside play to loosen things up. But Donovan's return, DJ PK, in my book, will help open the floor again because I think they were getting jammed up at times and they had to really work hard to get the, the points they put up. So I hope he's healthy because it only makes the team better. How much do you think of all the experience that they had uh, before they got Conley combined with Conley and losing in that first round and blowing that 3-1 lead in a devastating manner has created a type of focus that maybe they haven't had that they have now once the ball goes up on Sunday. Everything you just said, PK, is the whole premise of why this team is dangerous, in my opinion, because they've been through situations that very few teams have, and that's the way I look at it. Again, we've discussed it before, but let's take it, peel the onion back 14 months. When you have COVID, you, we were the epic centerpiece of it in Oklahoma City. Uh, you, you know, the, the whole relationship of Donovan and, and Rudy made national headlines. And then you go to the bubble, you get beat after, you know, leading 3-1. Donovan's statement, PK, as you just mentioned, never again. And then even throw in a, a scary you know, almost life-changing flight to Memphis when you take off to the north and hit a flock of birds. Come on. And, you know, life kind of flashes a little bit before your eyes. And then they share that experience together, and now here they are with the number one seed. And you couldn't really write this. Uh, Even, you know, you think about the accomplishments, but the journey to me, I know I don't want to overplay it, but when you you experience – those things together as a, as a, as a group, it only, the bond only thickens and the purpose only becomes more, I think, um, in front of your face and what we're supposed to do, what we want to do, what we're going to do. And I think that plays into the jazz hands. Their experience may not be as much without Conley. His experience is high level. The jazz are still in that early stages of those playoff experiences. Look, you can't match LeBron and what 
you know, Steph Curry have gone through. But I still think life experiences and the way this team plays uh, is going to bode well. It should. It should bode well for them. Usually, I like upsets. I like unpredictable. I like the underdog to pull it off. The Jazz and the Suns are the one and two seeds, and spend the last few days reading everybody's predictions and everybody's expectation for what's going on. Nobody expects a Jazz Suns final in the no. West, and they're no. one and two. So, in a weird way, I got to root for the favorites to root for the underdogs, which is completely an oxymoron. But nonetheless. Jazz and Suns in the conference final. That's what I want. Let's go. Yeah. What, what are the odds? Or well, Lakers, Clippers, maybe the Nuggets. Who knows? Or the Mavs. Uh, you know, I was look, thinking about it last night, looking at the standings. Sometimes I just find myself staring at the, the computer screen, trying to, like, I wonder what happens here if that moves there and they go here, then they're out, they're in, boom. You know, it's kind of fun, really, to think about all the what-ifs. You know, this this is loaded. This is a playoff of the ages, in my opinion. I mean, the, as we know, the West is a, is a buzzsaw every night you, you get on the floor, and this playoff series will be no different. Look, Lakers-Suns, one really good team, especially the Lakers when they're healthy, uh, is going to lose. And, you know, that's kind of like, wow. And then you look at, you know, uh, what the Clippers are up against. The Clippers are flying kind of low with not a lot of hype. Uh, it's just kind of that way their personality is, right? It's kind of the Paul George, quiet Kawhi Leonard kind of way of, of going about business. Remember last year in the summer, guys, where Kawhi goes, or excuse me, it was Paul George, says, ah, we really weren't that focused on a championship. Well, that's not true because, you know, what do you think they brought Paul George in is to win a title in L.A. Ballmer, that's all he wants. And I get it. Uh, Ryan Smith wants a championship. Every owner does. But you have to have the players who have the drive and, uh, you know, uh, are, are uber-focused at this point in time. And I think the whole West is going to be tough. Um, Phoenix is definitely focused. They want to prove that Chris Paul's acquisition obviously is going to turn the corner and make Booker into a, a super, superstar. But the Jazz are methodical, too, uh, of just going about what they have to do with a little respect, which still blows me away, but the, for some odd reason, that's just the way it is. And if that isn't a motivator, it would be for me. I don't know how you guys would, would think about it. Uh, I'd just sit there and let it sit on my shoulder for a while. In fact, every game, just to say, hmm, there we go. So I would use it as motivation of the disrespect uh, of most. And I've seen those same polls of who's got the chance and the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the fourth best team in the West. But yet you sit there, you stand there with the number one record in the league, and people still don't believe. And um, I guess you're just going to go out and, and prove it every night you're on the floor. And that isn't a motivator, nothing is. That so would what, motivate me, personally. What you're saying is they're the most disrespected number one seed in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, PK, it's sad, but, you know, it's almost like what they said about Jokic uh, for his run to MVP. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't want to misquote an individual, but, you know, again, you read stuff about two weeks ago. Uh, it was a former player who said it would be the worst MVP uh, pick in the last 35 years. Uh, so there's that disrespect, too, in Denver. I know Ryan Smith and the Jazz want to get past this small market alleged mentality uh, for the around the country. They, you know, 
reference as midsize. I mean, Salt Lake's growing at an incredible clip. But, you know, there's something to say about being there and winning it. Look, it's been a generation since Carl and John were there. I'm trying to think back, you know, how did the media respond to John and Carl? Carl had two MVPs. Stockton was highly respected and earned it, obviously, with age and uh, assists and steals, all-time leader, by the way, uh, as he retired. So, And a Jerry Sloan, who's a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure how the voting will be for the coach of the year. Is it Monty Williams? Is it Thibodeau because of New York and the media? I mean, there's no one who's busted tail and coached a team better than, than Quinn Snyder. Look, he didn't have his all-star point guard, point guard and two guard, you know, for the remainder 16 games of the season. I mean, it's, and they still were able to win 52. So, you know, you got to wipe that away, I think, in the, in the end game, PK, where you just say, look, Let's go do it, right? You just said, let's go do it and prove people that we are who we are. And that's the only way I think you'll ever silence the critics. And you may never. Uh, there will always be those who disbelieve because they want to, and it drives, you know, radio talk shows and, and uh, online news uh, articles, et cetera. But we know, we've watched this team, you know, grow. Rudy's continued growth and Donovan's level of play in this young four years. Man, this is a good team. And they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough in the playoffs. If I hear one more thing about the media uh, from a player, I am not just going to throw up in my mouth. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to hurl all over the computer Why? and the what microphone way? because the media has now got so many ex players saying the most outrageous stuff. I don't want yeah. to hear players complain about the media. Yeah. You're going to retire in ten what years, and you're going to be the one. What do you mean complain? You yeah. never heard anyone complain about the media no, in America? What do, what do you What do you mean about the players about, complaining? About disrespect or, or what? Where no, are you no, going? I don't know where you're going. When when players complain about the stuff the media says in what and the way? way they're portrayed, the way they individually or their team are portrayed, a lot of the outrageous in a negative light. Yes, a lot of the outrageous stuff is coming from ex players. Yeah, but if that fires you up, that's good, not bad. It can be, yes. But I just don't want to hear the complaints. I don't have, I, I just, I'm so yeah, but no, 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 no. If you yes. want to get an edge, uh, go ahead and use it. Whatever edge yes. you can use to make Absolutely. yourself a better player. To go player. to the earlier point, not only would I be thinking if I were on the Jazz, if I were that good enough to be more than a remarkably mediocre high school basketball player, I would be leaning over to Rudy. Rudy, they don't believe in us. I would absolutely yeah. use it. If I'm Rudy, absolutely. I hate harping. I hate Thurl. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, man, those words are spoken. You know, when you put a towel in front of your face, uh, you know, and everybody, well, you know, look like, oh, yeah, these guys aren't, you know, they aren't that good. We'll get them. You know, that stuff happens all the time. But, you know, social media and the involvement of former players and they have a mouthpiece and the, uh, the stage yeah. uh, to, to make these statements. And all you can do, look how Donovan handled Shaquille O'Neal. I Shaq, ex-player, right? And right. CJ, no one was harder on LeBron in the three rims and shoot at the middle one than CJ McCollum. I, he's not even retired. Yeah. And, and Barkley has wild pronouncements and, and picks. So you'd rather right. have them, well, I think the team that plays the best is going to win. No, I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I just don't want to hear anybody complain about it. And complain no, about the that's media. that's the fun part no, of it, it all. It really, it really isn't. It is I'm tired true. of hearing people whine. That's what they get paid to do. It's a uh, I know. banana. Uh, I know. Exactly. I know. Hey, you know what, DJ? I really think the seed of it, I really do believe this. And, and you know, when you 
sit around in COVID and like all of us, I just kind of thought about someone asked me this maybe six months ago because there was another right when we restarted the season, I guess it was in the bubble. Can't remember the exact conversation, but they said, you know, what do you think uh, the negativity is? Well, I think it goes back to players who believe that they were the foundation of what the league is today. Barkley, Shaq, whose pay was good, very good, in fact, and other people had rolled their eyes. Are you kidding me? But they still feel like they are the foundation of where the NBA is and where it's going. And their respect, they don't feel that the younger players have worked as hard as they did to achieve their paycheck, more or less. I think it's really a pay scale issue. Like, look what we did, and we didn't get paid much. Carl and John, look, they'd be multi, multi, multi millionaires in the world today. But they did help build the brand. And I still think the Shacks uh, and the Barclays and many others who have a mouthpiece now on network television and beyond or their own radio show or podcast, whatever it may be, social media has allowed them to express, I think, their anger and the way they look at the younger players in the league today. That's just my take. No, oh, that, was, that was deeper than I was going for, but I like it. And, and there probably is I that. Think, Every generation... There's anger within the own, their own alumni group, yeah, right? And I think that's where they speak out and say, look, hey, young man, I don't think you're a you know, bona fide superstar. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, look how Donovan handled that cool as a cucumber. You know, so what I hope continues that it motivates him to prove those people wrong. And Shaq, did he not predict that the Sacramento Kings would knock off the Jazz on Sunday night. Yes, he did, and that pissed me off. <laughs> but you know, it's a ma- they Shaq didn't know the they were ability. going to sit five guys. That's what he'd say. Yeah, he, they he, they have the ability to speak their mind on any subject, and the networks allow them to do that. And outrageous. Well, it maybe, goes back to PK's point. Make- yeah, it goes back to PK's point. It's good for ratings. It generates emotion. But it, when you're the one getting criticized, and then you go off on the media. I'm like. I know no. Shaq's media, but is Shaq really media? He's Shaq. So what? Yeah, Whatever that, works. Yeah, look, you have to separate. <laughs> it's a free-for-all. You, you make a great point. You've got to separate what the journalistic coverage is compared to is Shaq media or is Shaq a former player in an entertainment position who only is paid for his comment or thought. Has he really studied it or is it just off the cuff? I think it's the latter there. Bowler, we appreciate it. We will see you on TV Sunday night, 7.30, the Jazz, and, you know, whoever wins and shows up. Whoever, whoever it may be. What's the beauty of Warriors. it? Warriors. It's, <laughs> it's one game, man. It's, it's like the NCAA tournament, one and done. Uh, well, at least Golden State has a second shot, but it uh, wasn't out for San Antonio, right? So um, we'll see, man. We'll see if uh, Curry's got another 40, you know, 35 or 40-point game in him. And if so, we'll see uh, – Plenty of Curry and Draymond Green in the next two weeks. All right. We appreciate it, Bowler. Thanks. See you guys. DJ and PK, Joe Ingles is coming up in about 15 minutes. Stay with us.